0: Three, two, one. Okay, we are live. Julie and I are fresh off... Uh, a Zoom call. Z- zoom meeting 4022. <laughs> and the one we just did was for Realty One in New Mexico, a really nice group of people. And we are, of course, talking about all these different, what we're calling now the agent bailout programs that hopefully all of you guys are leveraging to the max. And if you're not... Make sure you text the word SURVIVAL to 31996. Text the word SURVIVAL to 31996. We're going to tell you how to confirm where your stimulus check is. We're going to tell you the shortcut to get an SBA PPP loan. We're going to tell you how to get unemployment mortgage forbearances and forbearances in all of your loans. The Emergency Disaster Relief Fund, you're going to have a shortcut for that one too in the Main Street Lending Program. I know that's a lot. Oh my gosh, it's a lot. And I cannot believe I'm telling you guys all that <laughs> considering we're real estate coaches. But we did do all the hard work for all of you. And you can just text the word survival to 31996. And when you do, you're also going to be given free membership to a coaching program that we created for all of you guys because of this economic you know, unraveling that we're all experience, experiencing. And so you will be also entitled to a daily semi-private coaching call with one of our um, I'm sorry, I daily send my private coaching call with one of our coaches. So please go ahead and just text the word SURVIVAL to 31996. You'll be given all the information on all the programs that all of you are eligible for. And we're going to tell you exactly how you guys can get the maximum amount of money from these programs. Just text the word SURVIVAL to 31996. So welcome to today's podcast, Julie.
1: Yes, uh, we've been through, <laughs> it seems like every day is like a week long, just because there's so much going on. But I have to say, having uh, wrapped up recently our premier coaching call, where I get to talk to all of our great coaching clients, they are doing a fantastic job powering through this, making some changes, making, you know, I had so many people say versions of this. They said, you know, I was listening to your podcast about three weeks ago when you first said, quote, don't let your deals die. So I've been doing things that I wouldn't normally do to make sure that my deals don't die. And now we're we're hearing you know things are closing. They might have been delayed or renegotiated, but you guys are doing a killer job. So kudos to our coaching clients.
0: That's right. So um, again, just urgency here, guys. Make sure you're getting all over these that information because the PPP loans went out incredible. They just basically we're thinking that this latest round of whatever it is, three hundred billion dollars from the government is probably going to get sucked dry within a matter of days. So make sure you're absolutely taking action on that. All right. So yes. let's talk about the headlines. There were so many interesting so many. headlines today that I'm looking forward to actually getting right to the news headlines. And then we're obviously yeah. going to end with things that we love and things Ugh. that we hate. And we yeah. have... i Actually, do you have some good ones for today?
1: I, I i might. I have to look at my notes here. I've got
0: some really good ones. <laughs> You've been
1: collecting. Okay. I so uh, because I, I've been thinking of our coaching clients, this definitely is what I'm seeing. Here's a headline. Pending home sales tank nearly 21% pending home sales in March but realtors claim prices will hold up. So far, so good. I'm seeing prices pretty steady. You know, the hotter price, the uh, hotter homes are still in the lower price brackets. Like first time buyer stuff is still doing very well. Um, but again, pending's are down, and this is just the beginning of it. So the real reporting, I think, is going to start after we have uh, April numbers.
0: The real, so, well, and all of our coaching clients, we, there haven't been any real precipitous price reductions taking place yet, and I and we don't no. think there will be. And we're gonna. This is our this is what we think we're right about, and so far we're seeing no reason to believe this is wrong. We do think there's going to be a noticeable increase in home sales, thank God, right, that's going to take place uh, probably starting in earnest in later of May, later parts of May into June. We think it's going to last probably through August or September. Uh, don't confuse that for a recovery because it's not. What that essentially is is all the pent-up housing demand from all the sellers that had to sell, that have to sell no matter what's going on in the world, they're going to put their houses for sale and they held them off because of the you know the pandemic now, the pandemic technically is not going away until there's a vaccine or a um, therapy. And we're going to you know, talk about that in two seconds. But the moral of the story is, is there is going to be a return to what's going to feel very much like a seller's market. And all of you must be doing everything in your power to make the most of that, because there's an excellent chance that towards the end of the year, we're going to return to something that's going to feel like a buyer's market and worse until there is a vaccine or a therapy that basically makes it so people feel comfortable that the coronavirus is not something that's going to you know adversely affect their health and that of the health of their loved ones until that happens and most importantly now until the unemployment rate starts to drop until there's confidence that's returned to our country until those things happen we're not going to have any meaningful recovery in the economy. It is, it is absolutely impossible because it, the first thing that it takes for people to feel comfortable spending money, look at your own behavior. Are you feeling comfortable spending money right now? I mean, you better be spending money on your education, that's for sure. You're buying groceries. I know you're spending a lot of money on Netflix. Your Netflix
1: that's a- account doesn't count. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> okay. I mean, you're, Generally, you're tightening up, though. But
0: for the most part, you're probably not spending as much money because why? Subconsciously, your lizard brain is telling you that you need to basically be stacking away more nuts for the winter, and this winter is going to be so wrought with peril between the fact that it's an election year, everyone's going to try to scare you into you know taking no action and the stupid virus is probably going to return in the fall and assuming there's no vaccine oh and then the news yesterday a lot of you guys thought i was making (laughs) it up i was not making it up google this yourself they really have honest to god video footage the u.s government from guys inside fighter jets of wait for it if you didn't listen yesterday you're gonna think i'm making it up ufos that was where the thing that's right
1: and I said, "Uh huh, sure. This is a you guys are trying to trick me with something." Always. So I looked it up because I was skeptical. But no, it was released by the Pentagon. That's right. Because there was too much speculation, they wanted to say, "Yeah, uh, this is real." And I think that the comment on it was, "So there can be more research about extraterrestrials."
0: Yes. Yeah, so because
1: you know we don't have enough to deal with right now. Exactly. We have aliens,
0: pandemic, global recession, maybe a depression. And now evidently we're getting visited by aliens. Not making it up, research it yourself. But look, the point is, is that who knows what the future is going to hold? I mean, I mean, would you have guessed 60 days ago we'd be dealing with this craziness? No, of course not. So in the interim, until there's at least a return to confidence in the economy, until there is at least some sort of you know, meaningful cure or you know, therapy for the coronavirus, people are going to be on edge. And as soon as we all start coming out of our first forced quarantines and we're seeing everyone walking around in masks and we're seeing businesses that we'd seen all of our lives that are no longer there, Main Street's no longer going to look like Main Street, franchise uh, restaurants and just every, all these businesses, guys, a lot of them were barely holding on. And most of them, you're going to see probably the, the biggest um, closures of businesses that you could possibly imagine. There's articles. Look, I don't want to go that deep into the bad news. But the reality of it is, and don't forget this, that uh, you know, the new normal is abnormal. And the quicker you accept that, and the quicker you say, okay, it is what it is. There's nothing I can really do about it. I'm going to learn how to survive and thrive in this market so that I can get to the point where I can profit from it. If that's your approach, well, then you're going to win. If your approach is, I'm going to wait around for the old market, I'm going to wait around for things to feel normal again, you're not going to make it. So move your mental, uh, you know, emotional state forward so then you can move your financial state forward, too, which really does make the most sense. All right, Julie, any other interesting headlines? To yes, grab your attention? well, I
1: think that this is a glimmer of hope. Uh, a company called Gilead says early results of coronavirus drug trial show improvement with shorter, I hope I say this right, remdesivir treatment. So uh, we've been all paying attention to Dr. Fauci. He was very positive about that. Preliminary results of the drug trial showed at least 50% of patients treated with a five-day dosage uh, with that drug improved, and more than half were discharged from the hospital within two weeks. That's much faster than previous things that have been tried. So that's a glimmer of hope. Uh, This had 800 patients, and Fauci says it shows, quote, quite good news that the drug would set a new standard for care for COVID-19 patients. Uh, But still, even though that's all very positive, the article goes on to say that the expectation is still 12 to 18 months before there's anything real. Uh, and usable with regards to a vaccine. But they're hopeful that things like this might speed up that process. So that's, that's a you know, they're making progress on that.
0: Another great story from Forbes. We talked about this a little bit yesterday. Um, essentially, we, though we read you guys what the CARES Act said about mortgage forbearance, we've told you exactly how to get um, up to a 12-month mortgage forbearance <laughs> where all the missed payments are on the back of the loan. In other words, if you owe 20 years on your mortgage and you don't make a single payment in uh, 2020, Uh, then you're going to owe 21 years on your mortgage. No interest, no penalties, no hits to your credit. That's what the CARES Act said. Well, now the government essentially has worked a deal with the servicers, let's say, and we're starting to see the servicers get a lot more uh, cooperative with following the law. They actually weren't following the law as it was written unless you knew that it was the law. Um, and we, talk, we tell you guys how to do that, how to essentially play, be heavy-handed with your lender if they decide to act like the CARES Act didn't uh, specifically stipulate what we just said. So we told you exactly how to essentially force them to do it. That's part of the free coaching program. Just text the word SURVIVAL to 31996. So that's, getting, that's better. You know, yes. this, this, um, on these uh, Zoom meetings, when we go through all the list of things that people can get if they know how to take advantage of all these free government programs... Um, The average we figured out on the high end is probably about $46,000. You guys will put in your pockets and save. And the low end is probably closer to like $26,000. That you will get in terms of not having to, having, you know, had a mortgage forbearance, but also from possibly getting an SBA PPP loan, your stimulus check, and things like that. So make sure you're texting the survival at 31996. Yeah, and
1: no, you don't need to go research it and make sure that it's true. You all qualify for everything that we're talking about and should be doing it urgently. Do not waste your time. Investigating. Okay, so here's something encouraging. Weekly mortgage applications to buy a home make a strong recovery as rates hit a new record low. The average contract interest rate for 30 year fixed rate mortgages decreased. The average uh, interest rate decreased to 3.43% from 3.45% last week. That boosted mortgage demand from home buyers by 12%. That's fantastic, signaling a potential return to buyer confidence. Remember, guys, this is a temporary little bounce, and you guys have got to ride that wave anybody with listings sitting around, hopefully this is going to help you guys out. Uh, Let's see. Mortgage applications to buy a home rose last week, but refinance demand fell, causing a total application volume to decline by 3.3%. So uh, yes, we're going to see some of these um, homes sell off. Some of you guys still have some multiple offers. The interesting thing will be, again, 90 days, 120 days from now, What's going to be the matchup between listings on the market and buyers with the ability to buy, the enthusiasm to buy, that's when things are going to get really interesting. But for now, on this very day, things are looking pretty good with those applications uh, increasing.
0: Another headline, which I really like, um, was homebuilders suddenly see a jump in renters fleeing small urban apartments and doing new construction. Um, and, And we keep on seeing more. It's sort of anecdotal, but it's becoming sort of like more than anecdotal evidence that uh, macro housing trends are going to significantly change because of this, where people are st- going to start moving from urban environments, and they're going to start moving back into semi-rural, if not just basically, uh, you know, neighborhoods that are have bigger lots, and that's where they have not heavy-handed deed restrictions, because you're going to see a very uh, a massive shift in people wanting to be more self-sufficient, and I think that's perfectly fantastic. You're going to see people that are going to want to know more about how to essentially take care of themselves. Because, look, guys, how do you feel now that everywhere in the country there's a shortage of toilet paper? I mean, think about the insanity of that. How do you guys feel seeing how quick essentially things can come unraveled when the supply lines are essentially under stress? When you realize that, guess what? You can't take things that you've been able to take for granted your entire life for granted. All of us are essentially all the things we thought were uh, essentially, you know, entitlements to being an America American. They're all under stress. Well, we
1: couldn't get we couldn't get bananas for the past month. How weird yeah. is that? I yeah. mean there's a banana run? We, live,
0: we live in we live in Puerto Rico. are you
1: gonna buy a banana tree?
0: I mean they literally have bananas banana trees in Puerto Rico. <laughs> like, okay the problem. And you couldn't buy bananas. No. Okay. Well, but anyway, so we got bananas today. We're Zoe's happy. We're happy. <laughs> it's yeah. all,
1: all is right in the middle. Yes. Right. But you know, to your point about people um, looking towards smaller towns and, and you know, acreage and things like that, I can tell you for sure that's already happening. From our daily coaching calls, our agents that are in, you know, kind of bedroom communities and towards the middle of the country, they're seeing a big demand. And I think I read something last week. I think it was a Redfin report that searches for rural property were up by like 1,200% for like one acre or more. So that's interesting. Uh, Let's see. What else do we have? Uh, We've been reporting on this whole SBA thing for, you know, getting the PPP through your lender. And we know that it's had some inconsistency and you guys are waiting. Well, here's an interesting weirdness that happened, which I think is good. Big banks temporarily shut out of small business relief portal, Treasury and SBA announced. So the smaller banks have a chance to actually get their stuff processed. So that's kind of, you know, we're trying to stick to some good news here. Uh, What else do we have, Tim?
0: Well, so um, I really like the story. This came out yesterday talking about the fact that there's been a fairly significant spike to the portals of people looking for houses. So look, guys, all this is good news for you. That's what we're trying to tell you. There's finally some good news. I I absolutely am happy to be able to tell you guys good news because, look, we have to celebrate the victories together. And there's absolutely going to be a mini boom that's going to start that's going to make it so that all of you are going to have an opportunity to right some of the wrongs that maybe you had going into this slowdown. You know, you're going to be able to save some money. You're going to be able to get your skills on. All of you guys have a little bit of a reprieve of essentially what's going to probably come next in terms of the economic, you know, long term recession that we're going to be in. You have an opportunity to get your skills on. You have an opportunity to learn how to do the things that we always beg for you guys to learn how to do primarily become listing agents, learning how to do BPOs, learning how to, you know, be of service to a multitude of sellers not just the types of sellers that are able to throw a dart at the board and the house will still sell no matter whether it's overpriced or the condition sucks you have an opportunity now to learn what this new market is going to require and you guys are all blessed i hope you see it for that julia you look pensive like you're about ready to read something Oh no
1: i was i had been taking notes from uh some of our elite coaching calls about you know who are the buyers who are actually buying because i had an interesting conversation with one of our clients And she said, you know, I came to realize that there are people that still have real jobs. She said her last four deals were somebody who works for Amazon that said that they're unbelievably slammed. Somebody that works for an office supply store. That makes sense, right? Um, Somebody who owns a winery, (laughs) because we know that alcohol sales are, are, are good, and a pet food supplier. So, you know, there are glimmers of people doing really well and having their own little mini economic booms. I thought that was kind of interesting. And she was the same one that said, you know, it's the purification of the market, the sellers who have to sell and buyers who actually qualify. That's right. So I think, you know, that's a really nice thing because the sellers who don't have to sell are the same sellers that torture you with their overpriced price, making it your fault that it didn't sell. So, you know, that's okay if they go away.
0: So go we ahead. received a lot of questions from people saying, okay, Tim, I've done all the economic programs. I've gotten my bailout money. I got all my, you know, payments and forbearance. Now, what do I do now to make money? What are the things I should put priority on? And in this order, this are the things you should put priority on. Um, you absolutely positively need to learn how to do um, BPOs. Yeah. If you guys don't learn how to do BPOs urgently, you're going to regret it because there's only so many BPO companies and they only need so many agents in each market. And once those essentially those prize spots are gone with each of these BPO companies, they're not going to need you. So you guys watch six months from now, all the agents you know are going to be begging to get BPO orders because a BPO order pays you usually fifty on up, fifty dollars on up for doing what amounts to an elaborate CMA. And the BPO orders are going to be flying off the shelves for all the normal reasons, plus all these folks asking for forbearances. Anytime, basically, a BPO, which stands for broker price opinion, is going to be the lifeline that's going to be a long term lifeline for you and everyone in your family. And just simple BPO math, okay? If you guys do three BPOs a day, and let's say you do them on Saturday and Sunday, and each BPO takes you, let's say, a half hour, you got more efficient than that, then it takes you less time than that, but let's just say a half hour. You spend an hour and a half, and you've only made 150 bucks. So big deal, Tim. Well, what's 150 bucks times? 30, if you do it every day in the month. You're going to make $5,000 a month, which is going to basically be a floor on your cash flow. And it's not going to be dependent on a real estate transaction. This is going to give you guys the security that you need no matter what happens in the economy. And this is the one of the most urgent things that we're telling everyone to do. It doesn't matter if you're a top producer and you've never done a BPO and you have a team of 1,000 people. Here's an idea for you. Get everybody in your team doing BPOs. Get every all your staff members doing BPOs get everyone you know doing BPOs during the last downturn we knew people who had, who took basically their whole families became their own little private BPO mill we knew one guy who spun it up to the extent that he was making twenty thousand dollars a month doing yep. BPOs now he had like three kids and two My of them were taking pictures yeah I mean it was a machine it, it was, was an assembly machine. line. But he wrote us He wrote us an email, and we talked to him, and he was so massively appreciated. If I remember correctly, he lived in, in Empire in California, didn't he? Well,
1: I'm, you have him. I have a, a gentleman in Detroit that was averaging yep. 18,000. We had a great email uh, floating around from somebody who lives in Las Vegas that said, quote, had I not learned how to do BPOs during the recession, I literally would be living under a bridge. <laughs> like, what? But it's true. So how would you like to have regular deposits, regular checks in the mail virtually every day because you get paid as you go here?
0: And so the problem it's with the, awesome. the problem with BPOs and again, I'm, I'm going to just be as clear as I possibly can. If you're going to be procrastinating and be lazy about getting to the front of the line of the BPO companies, you are not you're going to lose your opportunity because once they have those prize relationships, they're gone. Um, And also, if you're going to hit up the Google machine and try to find out where to do BPOs, you're going to fall in the, essentially, you're going to discover a lot of people that are trying to charge you to be on lists to do BPOs. Okay, that, all that stuff, 99% of it's just basically a scam. We give you the list of the companies that um, are ordering agents to, or asking agents to do BPOs now. We help you fill out the resume. We tell you what to say. We tell you how to become a preferred vendor for the BPO companies. All the adjustments. All it's, the adjustments. You know,
1: this is real BPO coaching that you get. And by the way, That's- everything you learn from doing BPOs makes you a way better listing agent because you're going to be so much better at pricing and it gives you a competitive advantage on listing appointments because you can talk about how different entities and lenders and hedge funds actually trust you to call the pricing with your BPOs. And by the way, did anybody else you talk to do that? No? Okay you can trust my price. By the
0: way, guys, why is nobody else in the marketplace that's selling you guys anything, right? I mean, we're coaches, right? We're selling you coaching. Why is nobody else telling you guys how to essentially, you know, take advantage of all the bailout programs? Why is nobody else telling you guys to do BPOs? Why is everyone else telling you about the same stuff they always told you about before? The centers of influence, the past clients, the social networking, the branding. Why is everyone just talking about the same stuff? You know the answer is, right? because they don't know what else to say. They don't know what else to tell you to do, because they don't know, they never actually did it themselves, assuming they even sold real estate in the first place. A lot of people out that you guys have been listening to over the years, who you thought were real estate gurus, you're going to soon discover, no, not just nothing about real estate, but they didn't really even know anything about what they are acting like they knew something about. And you're gonna, be, it's the whole, when the tide goes back, you can mm. see everyone essentially is swimming naked. That's what's happening now. We want you to focus all your best energies every single day on A, being of service to other people because that melts your ego away. But also, we want you to focus on what's going to put money in your pocket the quickest, BPOs. We want you to learn next, and this is it, all of you guys are going to ask this question, what's the next you know, best source of business for me? It's learning how to be a proactive lead generator. And there's about 20 different sources we tell you to chase and all of them are going to lead to listings. We're talking about, oh, by the way, if you want to learn how to do BPOs, text the word bpo to 31996 text the word bpo you know broker price opinion to 31996 and do that urgently text the word bpo to 31996 and again after that you're going to learn how to do, be a proactive lead generator by a proactive lead generator you're going to have to learn we're going to teach you how to uh essentially work on expired for sale by owners we're going to teach you how to obviously go after your centers of influence and past clients All of the things that we're going to show you how to do are skills-based and don't cost you anything. This is the advantage you have to in a market like this. And you've got this little weird window where you can learn what you've got to learn so that you can basically thrive in the market that's coming our way. Because here's what matters most. In the market that's coming, if you're not skills-based, if you do not know how to actually do the real work of real estate, you won't last. Because everyone else is going to flock to all the easy button things that have no rejection. You cannot do that. You have to focus on the things that are going to put you in a position to help people and make you money. We talk about all this in our book, by the way, Harris Rules, that you guys can get on Amazon and Barnes & Noble if it's even in existence when the world opens back up again. So any other articles, Julie? You ready for your loves and your hates?
1: Uh, I'm ready if you are. Uh, Mine are pretty short, so.
0: Okay, you first.
1: Okay, so uh, let's see. Things I like. I like. I came across an interesting article that was talking about how much better we have it in this pandemic versus the Spanish flu of 1918. Hmm. So for example, what did you do for fun? Because they, they had uh, lockdowns, they had stay in place, but you found out about it from the newspaper and from billboards that were on the side of the road. Well, they had basically board games to play and they could you know plant some stuff in the garden because <laughs> you didn't have the internet, you didn't have apps, you didn't have cell phones, you barely had light in your house. And you might have been sick on top of it. So things that I like uh, our Revisionist History, <clears throat> excuse me, podcast is really good. I have another one that I like called Sticky Notes. These are things totally unrelated to pandemic, unrelated to real estate. Uh, Sticky Notes is about classical music. I'm learning all kinds of things. Even though I have a classical music background, there's all sorts of cool things that I didn't know. So that's very, uh, you know, cathartic, I would say. Um, things that I hate, I... I kind of uh, laugh at this because you and I were on a walk and you know, since we were we were in Texas for a long time, we sort of have an aversion to snakes and spiders and big things that can eat you, bite you, sting you, etc. And uh, you did a little hop-skip because there was a twig in the road that looked like a giant spider. Oh, you thought
0: that was funny? I did
1: think it was funny, but I still hate spiders and snakes. And I laughed laugh because one of my uh, Facebook friends posted an actual Puerto Rican spider. They do come that big. Are you kidding me? So, yeah, so that's on my hates list because I really thought we had gotten away from that.
0: Oh, Lord. Back to you. All right. Well, things that I love. I love the fact that honestly, uh, I mean, look, it's a government program. Those never work really well. But I love the fact that the government did block the big banks for eight hours at least from being able to submit any PPP applications in, so that smaller banks could send in the PPP applications. And what was happening was the big banks were essentially treating their best customers, which were usually, you know, their biggest, you know, the The biggest restaurants and the biggest business. They were giving those people priority. But it's not necessarily a bad thing because the reality of it was is those were also the folks with probably the most... Uh, employees, so you know, take her or leave it. It's been politicized, but the moral of the story is, I really like the fact that the SBA has yeah. basically said because they know that most small businesses definitely use small uh, use the small lenders for their banking, the savings and loans and whatnot, and they go gave those guys priority. So I really do like that. I'll tell you something else I really like. I love reading about all these stories about all these new businesses that are that could only emerge during a time mm-hmm. like this where basically everyone's locked in their homes. Um, You know, there's going to be just guys, you let your minds go. Some of you are going to think of a a billion dollar idea and you're going to be off in a tangent, a different direction because this pandemic has created an environment for you to let your creative juices flow. And you're going to see, well, I mean, look, here's a great example. The um, uh, EXP Realty, which you guys know we aligned with over a year ago. What an amazing company. But that company was started in the ashes of the last recession. Um, Glenn Sanford started that, essentially, because he saw how, uh, this is probably, when I heard him say this on a video, this is probably one of the primary reasons Julie and I decided to throw in with the XP royalty. He he basically said he saw the devastation that happened to the agents during the last recession, and they were devastated the most profoundly, financially, emotionally, essentially the economy, or the uh, the, the industry just leaves agents out to dry. There's very few people in the industry that are going to absolutely positively align themselves with the agent's best interest. And most of the times in a market like this, you see brokers giving you guys all the happy talk. Even coaches and trainers, really, they'll tell you all the happy talk too. But no one's actually going to slow down enough to say, hey, listen, this is what you, Mr. Individual Practitioner, have to do. Julie and I's heart and soul will always be individual practitioners. We see ourselves as real estate agents. We see our, we're see we not, but I mean, Julie has a real estate license, but we see ourselves as that person. Those people that we were when we are in our early sure? 20s, our first year in the business where we sold over 100 houses. That's what Julie and I channel every day. That same energy. You know, I'm 50 and Julie's 39 plus 10. Do the math yourself. <laughs> and uh, the reality of it is, is that we always go back to channeling that you know, formidable, those formidable years when we are learning how to be business owners and successful ones at that. So when we see, you know, things happening that are entrepreneurial, it it excites me. And so I'm seeing all kinds of different businesses that are going to start to evolve. And I'll tell you something else. Um, It's going to be fascinating to see what happens to all The v, the whole VRBO market. Yes. What happens to all the shared economy? When was the last time you guys heard that overused phrase, the shared economy? Well, I mean, what's going to happen to all the Uber drivers? And what's going to happen to all these businesses? You know, all that stuff. Well, okay, yeah. well, maybe they don't make it. Then what emerges and, you know, fill the gap? You know, what emerges? Like, where, are these I buyers going to come back? Maybe they will. Maybe they won't. Are the institutional buyers going to come back and gobble up all the single family homes that are under 225 grand? Maybe they do. Maybe they don't. So these are all the opportunities that you guys can look forward to. So things I hate. What do I hate? I think I hate most of all uh, people protecting themselves at the cost of people that they are Morally obligated to protect. I think that's what I hate the most. Well,
1: remember the email we got last week from the agent who had, I think she was with her own brokerage or something now, because Mm -hmm. last time around, she said, you know, the broker came out and they were all, you know, flowers and roses, everything swell. But meanwhile, they were silently going bankrupt and packed up the office in the middle of the night. And
0: sucked up all the commission. And sucked up all the commission.
1: And so, you know, you really have got to keep an eye on this and take care of your own self first. That's why we've started talking to you guys almost 60 days ago about this, of uh, making sure that you keep your own house in alignment. And, and I, you know, Tim, you were talking about eXp. It's the only agent-owned brokerage out there. And they've been online from the beginning. They're not trying to just patch different things together and all of a sudden figure out how to go virtual. That's how it was born.
0: That's right. And it's an amazing company. Listen, if you guys would like to join Julie and I, if you'd like to be a partner in our EXP crew and our team, why don't you just go ahead and text me directly at 512-758-0206. 512-758-0206. There is no question in my mind that EXP Realty is the best company for all of you. You know, every single one of you right now, you could, you would have been had you joined you with EXP a year or two or three years ago, you'd be in a different, completely different financial trajectory for the most part, for all a horde of different reasons. So give me a, you know, give me a text, send me a text. Let's have a one-on-one call. Five one two seven five eight zero two zero six. Hey Julie, yes. I think I actually have another uh, Zoom after this. <laughs> Can you believe that? <laughs> Why not? Why not? Yes. Hey, look, we, go. if we gotta if we gotta basically be on Zoom meetings right. all day. It's what we do, I forgot to shave yesterday, and I had to shave between the second and the third one because the person that was hosting the event complained.
1: <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> so well, I looked like know, a hobo. Maybe you well, we need to use that EXP avatar more. Yeah, exactly. Know, maybe that's it. <laughs> All right, guys, you got to take action, take care of yourselves, take care of your family, and take care of your clients.
0: God bless, guys. We'll talk to you on the show anytime. You can listen to us and replay it. Um, anytime at Stitcher or iTunes or over on our main website, timandjulieharris.com. It is our pleasure and our honor um, to be your real estate coaches or your uh, future real estate coaches. And thank you sincerely for continuing to make this the number one listened to daily podcast for real estate agents in the country. Thanks and God bless. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris Real Estate Coaching.